You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have a special guest today on Advantage Connors. Uh, we have a lot, we've had a lot of special guests here, but this one is special to me. And here's the reason: he brought me back into tennis in a way I never really expected. I always thought myself as a player: you go out and you play yourself, you go against your opponent, you give it everything you have, and you come off a winner and a loser. But and and, and my my coaches. I always thought, you know, my coach was my mom, Pancho Segura. But being brought back into tennis as a coach was really not what I expected. So when Andy Roddick reached out to me, I was excited, I was honored, and I was also a bit apprehensive. But we'll get into that later. He's a U.S. Open champion, Wimbledon finalist three times, Davis Cup champion, Hall of Famer, 32 tour victories, and more important than that, he's my good buddy. Andy Roddick, welcome to Advantage Connors. Good to have you with us. Jimmy, how the hell are you? Hey, we're still here. What, what crazy times we're in. So how, how are you guys holding up? You good? We are, we are good. And, uh, you know, any, any complaint uh, that I would have about any of this, I, I would say very sensitively because our, uh, our, uh, our worst day, doesn't compare to, to what most are going through right now. So uh, we are we are doing great. Family's good. Uh, my wife hasn't left me yet. So we are <laughs> we are phenomenal. That's a good thing. So <laughs> I, I want to start off uh, just a, a, a little bit here about your foundation, and I know I know that's been very important to you over the the last number of years. Uh, how things going with that? And I I, I know it's a, a success. Tell us a little bit about it, but also about how you've handled it in uh, in these times. Yeah, um, that's a, it's a good question. We, uh, so I've had the foundation for a long time. Um, we're looking at 20 years, but, um, you know, it was kind of a typical athlete nonprofit for a while. And, and, uh, I say that it, meaning we had, we had good intentions. Um, it was a pass through organization. So basically we would try to raise a bunch of money, uh, using, uh, you know, a, a certain level of profile, 
Um, and then we would kind of uh, hand the money out and, and punt responsibility uh, to someone else. And we would hope uh, that they would do something positive. Um, uh, in 2011, um, a, a very good friend of mine, he was asking uh, how the foundation was going. And I said, oh, it's great. We raised you know, a bunch of money next, you know, last week. And, um, and he goes, okay, that's fine. And, and I, I kind of wanted a little bit more of a, you know, a positive reaction from him. Um, he didn't give it. And so I asked him what the deal was and he said, well, you, you're kind of just playing a, uh, a relevancy game. And he goes, you ain't as relevant as you were. And you're certainly, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to go the wrong way for you over time. And so, uh, we started running our own, our own program, um, in out of school time space. So out of school summer programming, uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, for lower socioeconomic areas. Um, we started with a school at Pecan Springs Elementary with about 80 kids in, in 2014. Um, you look forward, we, uh, we uh, affected 7,000 kids uh, this year. Um, last year, we won uh, a prestigious award from the Summer Learning Foundation for being the best uh, out-of-school and summer program um, in the country. Um, and just as, we, just as we thought that we uh, had kind of figured out how to deliver a high-quality program, uh, here comes uh, a pandemic and now all of a sudden we're not allowed to be uh, in the same room uh, as our kids. So the pivot was, was interesting. You know, you're going from uh, uh, having a, a priority on, on education and, and kind of those in-person teachable moments to uh, dealing with our families uh, even more so than just the student and dealing with food insecurity, dealing with, uh, delayed rent payment, dealing with, uh, you know, because the family falls, falls apart, everything that you've done up until that point for the child and, and for the program is kind of all for naught. So um, luckily, we've had some uh, some very generous donors who have uh, who have seen us through. We had an event last week, which is, was our uh, biggest event ever, which um, was, was completely unexpected. But it's been uh, it's been challenging. You know, how do you fix the, everyone says go virtual and do that? Well, 80 percent of our kids didn't have consistent access to uh, a device and or an internet signal. So you kind of had to solve um, for some macro problems that I don't think we ever saw uh, happening. Um, so it's been, it's been stressful, but um, our team and staff is, is, is rock solid. Um, you know, their, uh, their implementation of, of, of strategy is, is like Jimmy Connors footwork. It's uh, pretty good. Nice. That's uh, you've been busy, son. But uh, you guys did a little something different this year, right? You guys yeah. normally you have like a a, ga a gala, but you had uh, like a roast. <laughs> you, got, you got some smack talk against you this year. Yeah. We, well, it seemed like the most obvious opportunity. I, I told my my wife, and I say this uh, in a joking matter, so hopefully everyone can uh, can take a joke. But I said she uh, she was a bit of a COVID opportunist. Uh, opportunist. Um, we, we obviously knew that we weren't going to be able to put on the gala. So she goes, this is a fantastic, um, moment for, uh, for me to kind of, uh, lead something that is basically just people ripping, ripping on you for the better part of an hour and a half. And, uh, so we were able to produce it and, and get some sketches together, get some, some good comedy writers. And, uh, you know, it, it was certainly an excuse to get our, uh, our donors back in the fold and, um, you know, certainly, uh, I, I took it on the chin a little bit, but, uh, the, 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 the bigger, uh, goal was accomplished, so I'm happy to throw myself under the bus I, I, uh, for for a bigger purpose. I feel I feel a little bit left out here, Andy. I mean, you know, you you didn't want to give me a call. I mean, you, it's not like I don't have anything on you here, right? <laughs> well, well, I, I think I think you actually explained it, and we, we, we would probably. Uh, end up at the same place, but I, I would I would say that you might have too much, um, <laughs> and so it was more of a 
it was, you know, similar to, uh, my, my, my life, my tennis career, I've, I've become a, a master at, at trying to avoid my own weaknesses. And you certainly would have been one of those on, uh, on the road. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, there's, there's some things I've gotten better at. I know some better to keep my mouth shut now. How's that? I've, I've gotten better at that. So it's take, it's taken me a while, but, but let, let, let me, uh, let me ask you, uh, uh, you've been uh, away from tennis now. You're 30, 38, 38. You've been away from tennis now for seven years? Little- yeah, uh, since 2012, so eight years now, yeah. Eight, eight years. Uh, when, when, you, when you left, uh, it never really came out why, uh, or, or not that I really heard. I mean, in, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, injuries uh, creep up and, and uh, you know, you don't feel right. Or did, did you, were you injured? Did you lose your drive? What, what was it that, um, uh, that, that, that made you want to, to get away from it? So I, I, so I think the reason why there hasn't been kind of, uh, a, 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 an obvious headline as to why, um, is because I don't know that it was one thing. I think it was a combination of things. I think, um, I was probably staring, uh, a minor shoulder, uh, uh, operation in, in the face, um, which for me was, you know, my, my, my bread was certainly buttered, buttered with, uh, with my shoulder. Um, you know, and, and then it, uh, th- there were other life, life things that, that I was interested in getting to the story, um, about the foundation or, or kind of the rundown that I gave you in the first question. I, I don't think that's possible. Um, if I'm still on tour 45, uh, some odd weeks a year, um, I, I think there, there was probably a general belief system where um, if, if my shoulder, if I lose 15% on a, on a serve, am I still able to compete at the highest level? I, I don't know that I believe uh, that I could. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know that I believe that I could catch lightning in a bottle and, and make a run through a slam, which at that point was my, my motivator. Um, when, when that wasn't the, the upside, um, it started to feel like work, which uh, tennis never had. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so much. And then there were, there were a lot of business opportunities. Um, and I, I certainly wanted time to, uh, to give to those. I wanted time to learn, uh, about different spaces. And there were certainly uh, curiosities that, that I had, uh, past the day of past the game of tennis. Um, you know, at, at that point, Brooke and I had been married, uh, three years. Um, so thinking about the, the grand scheme of life, I, I, I thought it would be nice to, for us to enjoy each other. Um, you know, maybe travel a little bit without uh, my career kind of dictating terms of, of our life. And we certainly wanted some time together before um, we started to have children. So I, I, I don't know that there was a, a one overriding thing, which was like, this is the reason why I think there were a lot of reasons why. And you, you kind of put those all together and sit back. And, uh, you know, I made a decision and I kind of made it uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, it was, it was, uh, I started having these thoughts and my, my, I woke up after my first round of the U S open. It was like a straightforward match, couple, you know, straight sets and, you know, there wasn't much to it. And I woke up the next morning and, you know, w- was having a hard time lifting my toothbrush to brush my teeth. Mm. Um, you know, so I was already in a place where it was a stressful situation. I didn't have to play till two nights later. Um, and so was, do you give up the next two years with that and then try to come back or do you kind of, uh, try to try to start the race? Uh, for forever. Um, you know, by retiring from, from one thing, you, you kind of launch yourself into a space where you're, uh, you're starting a bunch of other things. So, 
Um, it, it certainly wasn't one thing. Everything you said was was probably uh, in the mix, um, as well as kind of some overarching uh, life responsibilities and other opportunities. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that because uh, you know a lot of athletes when 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 they leave. Uh, their, their sports, uh, you know, I guess not just athletes, but, you know, people in general, when they, when they leave one thing, uh, then they'll, they'll all of a sudden they're floundering. Uh, and, and, but you weren't, uh, you had something, you had your eye on the ball on, a, on, on something else. And, and I think that, uh, it, in a way, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that in a way, you know, kind of helped you and eased the decision for you to leave tennis, correct? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, there, you know, when you're trying to land a plane, it's good if you see a runway. Um, and I, I, uh, I, I knew what that runway was. Um, you know, I, I certainly uh, wouldn't have told you that I, on that day that I retired that I had it all figured out. But I, I certainly had a, um, a general roadmap in my mind of what, what it would look like, you know, a year later. I think it's interesting, though, because, you know, most people don't. You said in other forms of life, what people think about it. Most people don't. You know, athletes are kind of the only people who have to deal with that. You know, retiring at such a young age. You know, if you're a doctor or something else and you're in your mid, you know, 30s and stuff, you might still be in school, like trying to get to where you're going. So it's, it kind of just brings up, it reminds you that like athletes deal with this thing that's, you know, really unique and most other people can't even relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it was, it was, it was, it was a weird thing though, because um, even, even when, uh, Jimmy, when you and I worked together, I, I kind of started my first business, which was a commercial real estate company in 2000 2008. Uh, actually, it was probably right after we we had stopped. So uh, there, there was kind of a simultaneous uh, convergence of worlds um, for four years, probably uh, during my career. Um, but you know, it, it did nobody any good to to talk about it. You know, all I needed was you know a bad loss and someone talking about not being focused and, and, and whatever it it was. But um, you know, the, the fact that I actually had something to go into. Uh, as, as a launch point, it certainly made that decision a lot easier, even at even at a, a young age, kind of like 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 Brett was referencing. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, you you uh, you just said it there. You know, uh, you were a pioneer uh, in in uh, in in this way, and and going back. And when you, when we got together, I mean, that was almost like, geez, you know, what, what's going on there? Going back in the past and bringing, you know, uh, somebody that was much older that played generations before you back into the game. Now, all of a sudden, it's almost, if you don't, something's, uh, you know, something's missing. So, you know, what was your uh, uh, ideas about that and, and, and why? Well, one, um, I, I, I didn't want someone my age because I didn't, I didn't trust myself to give, to give home. My son's yelling at me to go put his show back on. So give me one second. I'll walk to the house while I put a show on. But, um, I, I probably didn't trust myself to give the, the measure of respect that was needed. If it was uh, a contemporary, um, I kind of wanted the divide of, uh, a blank slate going in. Um, I, I don't know that I wanted it to be someone that I had gone and, uh, and had uh, beers with at some point uh, in my life, although we've made up for lost time uh, with, with, with that aspect. Um, and you know, and, and fun. Also, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Boy, we have more fun now than when we work together, that's for sure. But, um, but uh, the, uh, the other thing is, is like you get to a certain point, and, you know, I, I, I certainly wasn't, you know, on. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to COVID. Um, 
but uh, okay. So, but but one of the things is is like there's a coach player relationship uh, involved, and I'm automatically if someone's my coach. I have to give them the respect that I value their opinion as much as my own. Um, and at that point, uh, I had, you know, certainly wasn't on on the level of Connors or, or, or any of the other greats of all time. But there was probably very few people on earth who I, I would instantly give the respect of, of their opinion uh, being equal. Now, maybe that means I'm arrogant, but um, that's just the way I felt. So, you know, with with that in mind, it was it was a very short list of, uh, of, of, of people that were, were kind of available. Um, I wanted a certain type of intensity and I wanted, uh, someone who, if I'm going into a, a U.S. open final, uh, wasn't just telling me what they thought, but telling me the way that they, what they knew. Um, and, and so that was, that was a big, big deal for me. There were, you know, you know, Jimmy changed my life with footwork and, uh, made my backhand a, a serviceable shot. Um, there were also a lot of things that you said that I'd heard before, but it was you saying it, um, which, which makes a difference, it, you know, for better or worse. And you can argue that forever. But for me, it just made a difference when you looked me in the eye, said it, I knew you had gone through it. I knew you, you had experienced it. So it, uh, it cut a little deeper. So, so was there, I mean, obviously it'd been something you'd been thinking about and then you had a list of, of people. Was there something in 06 that, you know, was there one match loss or was there one thing that happened where you're like, you know, okay, shit, you know, now I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Jimmy. You know, I've been thinking about it, you know, and, and we're going to give it a shot. There were, I don't know there was one, um, it, well, maybe it was, um, you know, the, the, the match where I lost to, to, to Murray, um, I think it was third round of Wimbledon, which was a, a place that I had, I'd had a rough, start to 2006, even though I had, had a great off season in 2005, I was feeling fit. Um, you know, one of my, one of my dear, dear friends this day, Dean Goldfine was working with me early in the year. Um, and then my, my brother kind of helped me out and was, was actually on our team with, with Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, throughout. But, um, you know, I, I could kind of, I'd give myself an excuse, but through 06, through the French open, I'm like, okay, well this year has, has been terrible but I always find my stride uh, in England at Queens and at Wimbledon. Um, you know, so let, let's go in there and let's have a positive attitude. Then after that, I said, you know, I had very average results. And Andy Murray, you know, sounds like a loss that's not so bad um, now. But that was, you know, the, the version of Andy Moore, Murray, who was like 140 pounds at the time and could dodge raindrops. Um, you know, so it wasn't quite the, the guy that that we, uh, we grew to see, and he wasn't a guy that blew you off the court. Um, you know, you, you kind of had to take yourself out and he was very, you know, the, the, the tennis brain was still there. And, you know, I, I think he's, he has one of the best tennis IQs ever, but, um, I left that and I'm going, okay, I'm searching and I've been searching. And so, uh, you know, I, I need someone who can tell me something with some certainty, not feel like they have to, to, to kick ass, um, to keep a job. Um, you know, and so certainly that, that takes you to people that have, uh, kind of their own, uh, their own status. Um, and, and so I, I, I talked to, uh, there were, there were a couple of names on the list and then it was just a matter of having conversations. And, um, you know, I, I remember Jimmy, we had that kind of, I, I don't, I don't know the amount of time. I think it was three or four days where we said, well, let's just see if, if it works at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think for the most part, uh, I came to see you and for the most part, it was, it was successful. It was intriguing. Uh, it was a shot of life. I think we were maybe both excited by it. Um, you know, so the energy was pretty contagious and, and, uh, you know, had a couple of good results and, 
And so that was, uh, that was that, you know, I, I needed, I needed a voice, um, uh, that was as loud as mine. Um, it, it, you know, not volume wise, but just uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, the way it's perceived, um, at that moment. And so it was, it was the right fit. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Uh, uh, I've thought about this a lot, Andy, over yeah. the years. When when uh, when when you called, you know, I I used apprehensive because uh, I I didn't, you know, you hear people say, well, if you play, you can't coach. If you coach, you're not a player. Yeah, you know, but but uh, you know, it's how do you fit uh, one into the or, or one into the same glass? I guess you can say where where you you can you can be one and then transfer you know, hopefully that information, you know, onto, uh, onto your student. Uh, and, and I, I, I've often thought, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, I know how I was on the court and, and my intensity and, and, and what, what I felt inside. And, and I, I knew once we, we got uh, together and, and, you know, my, my want for you was, was a, as much, if not more than it was for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't, I don't say that selfishly because, you know, I was, you know, like you said, I wasn't looking for a job, uh, but, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted, I wanted you to win probably more than you did, <laughs> you know, and, and I say that from my heart because that's, you know, and, and I, and I've been talking to Brett about this and he even brought it up. He says, you know, dad, he says, you know, you, you have two kids, you know, but, but I don't think I've ever known you to feel that kind of connection towards anybody like you do towards me and Aubrey, you know, like I, like I did. And, and I, and actually I still do towards you. Uh, and, and so, you know, that, that kind of, uh, that, that experience that I had with you was, was, um, certainly a growing experience for me. And, and, you know, it, it just, you know, kind of, you know, made me feel really what I feel for tennis in general and and how uh, how I wanted you to you know and your work ethic was beyond you know I'm 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 not here I'm not kissing any ass here you know but the way you worked and the way you went about your you know your your routines and your daily uh, activities and your practice and prepared for the matches was was beyond uh, and and for me you know to see that in in more modern day. Uh, you know, compared to, you know, when, when I was playing and how, you know, how things were, uh, uh, how, if they change, they still are the same, but maybe on a, on a different level was, uh, what was an experience that, uh, that, that I'll never forget. So, you know, I, I, I say, you know, you know, thanks for, you know, you know, uh, throwing my name in the mix and bringing me in, but, uh, you know, and you said it, the fun that we had, uh, you know, was once the, you know, the tennis was important, but there was still, you know, you still got to be able to to sit down and, and enjoy yourself and and uh, and, la- and laugh and smile, and uh, and certainly we did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that it, it, it means a lot, especially uh, coming from uh, from you, and and you were, you know, I think that the, the the one thing that we we never really had to wonder where we stood with each other. I think we had a very in good times and you know, even in times where we didn't agree, um, you, you know, there was always the, uh, the respect and transparency, transparency. Um, and, and so I think that was, uh, something I certainly valued. Um, it, it was nice for me to see you back in the game. It wasn't okay for me as a fan of yours growing up and as a, as a, you know, a amateur historian of, of, of the game, it wasn't okay that you weren't around and I don't mean around like commentating and being self-important and self-indulgent uh, at tournaments, but around enjoying it, loving it, uh, competing in a different uh, type of way, being uh, 
a part of a, a, a process. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this for a second, even though you all are the ones uh, asking the questions. I I remember it, early on. I was surprised because when most people think of oh, what was it like being coached by Jimmy, you know, was he did he was he yelling and screaming and doing all this? And I I was like, no, it was the opposite. Like there there were there are certain people who kind of carry. Uh, such a weight of tone that they don't actually have to raise their voice in certain uh, things. I, I, Tony Dunphy is uh, uh, an example I always use where it could be uh, a room full of pe- football people and they could the volume could be high. He starts talking and by his fourth word, everyone else comes down to, to, and to listen into what he's saying. And, and you have that ability. I know you, you yelled and screamed and, and did it when you were on court, but I think there was uh, you know, a certain amount of adrenaline, a certain amount of show, but it was always probably uh, mostly used to, to, to try to win uh, a, a tennis match. So people are always surprised to hear that, you know, I, I don't know that you, if you raise your voice, it was always out of encouragement. It was never out of like, you know, Andy, you suck, which you, you certainly had uh, plenty of, of opportunities. Uh, I remember, and then it's like, well, you know, it had to have been amazing. He, you know, he's so tough. I'm like, yeah, but he, did, he never talked about what he did. It wasn't about that. You know, I had to beg you to tell stories about, um, you know, matches that, that you were actually in. Um, you know, what, you know, we, we walked by, you know, the Wimbledon board. And I'm like, wait, you won doubles here too? <laughs> and then, you know, you would, you would kind of have to talk about it. But I remember one day in Austin, Texas, it was the first. So we had done our little run. And then uh, we were kind of getting ready for the U.S. Open. And it was hot as life. I think it was like 110 degrees or something. And we were hitting with Bobby Reynolds um, was, uh, was the other uh, player there who had come down and you you were still hitting on a half a court and you uh, still I don't think to this day missed the ball on half a court. Um, I think you were wearing blue jeans or something like apparently like you 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 left tennis and uh, uh, and gave away all of all of your shorts also right um, <laughs> left but, everything behind. <laughs> so you when you came out with that the racket you still had the, the the shoes with like the green flames on the back from like the ninety you know whatever <laughs> U.S. Open I was like. You, you you got it. You gave me a jump rope, jump rope to use, and it broke three in because you hadn't used it in twenty years. I'm like Jenny, we were, we, I'm like you're a smart guy, but you know you you should probably be able to figure out where a sporting goods store is. So <laughs> so we you leave the court for a second, hot as can be. Don't say anything. You're like uh, you just kind of walk off, and we're getting water, or whatever. I walk into the bathroom. And you're vomiting in the toilet because right. it's so hot. <laughs> but you did not give anyone the satisfaction of saying, like, oh, my God, it's hot as life out here. I'm so dizzy. Maybe I should have done this. Was, I walked in. I tried to be as quiet as I possibly could. And so to this day, I don't know that you knew I was in there. But it was, and then you came out and pretended like nothing happened. I'm like, okay, the toughness is, the toughness is still there. Well, that's, that's a bad secret to give away right there. That's bad. That's bad. Playing in jeans in Austin in the summer, I don't know if that's the smartest. Yeah, it's a comp- it was, a com- it was a combination of really bad decision-making and toughness. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I want to say something that I know that might have laid the seeds for you guys working together. I mean, we said a couple minutes ago that you were, you know, a pioneer as in, you know, asking people who had, you know, maybe more Grand Slam titles than yep. the top players today. And you reached out to him. Was some of that in part because of your story? Can you tell, talk a little bit about 91? You were actually there in mm-hmm. 91. So you, yeah, can you was, tell uh, about that? So, yeah. So that was kind of my first, um, I had actually, I think I had seen you play in at McFarland tennis center for a team tennis match. Um, I don't know. It, it met, it, I think it was against Sammy Giamalva. 
uh, and McFarland. And it, it, I right. don't know, maybe out of for the strings, maybe LA like, strings. Yeah, it could have been like 1990 or something, but we drove up from Austin and that was awesome. And uh, I think I got an autograph there. But then for my ninth birthday, um, my mom, uh, I, I did something. Maybe it was like I didn't flunk out of second grade or something. So obviously that's warranted, you know, <laughs> that, that warranted a celebration of some sort. Um, we actually were flying over uh, during your first match with Pat McEnroe. Um, so I was looking down, like a nine-year-old, looking down into the stadium going, oh my gosh, I'd never seen a professional tennis stadium uh, you know, besides the kind of the team tennis one, I'm like, Oh my Lord, it's one o'clock in the morning. The place is nuts. I can't, I was going on, you know, as a nine year old, you know, having that become real. And then, uh, I was there, uh, for every match during that 91 run. Um, and, and I was sneaking in, I didn't have a ticket half the time. Uh, there'd be a family of five. Uh, I would just kind of walk in with them as if they were a family of six. Um, <laughs> and, and so I kind of, and I'm actually, I actually need to make a formal apology because, we had to go home uh, to Austin, Texas after your quarterfinal match. And so I watched the semifinals when, when uh, my friend Jim Currier uh, whooped up on you pretty good. Um, that was my fault. If I had stayed in New York, you would have won in 91 as well. Uh, well there, see, there you go. You, you, you always got to let me know when you take off. That's, that's the one. <laughs> that, good luck charm. You know, that was back, yeah, uh, it was, back it then. Was, I'm gonna, oh, so sorry. I got to jump in. It was, it was, it was, for me, it was so eye-opening because all of a sudden there, I viewed tennis not only through, you know, excellence in athletics, but uh, as a certain type of theater um, in, in which I hadn't seen before. Um, you know, the, the, the ebbs and flows of a match, uh, the pacing of a match. You know, I, I know that you had to have been tired because you were you were older than dirt during that run. Um, you know, That's so, cold. Come on. Bro. You know, hey, you're about the same age now. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, and, and I've been retired for eight years also. You're proving my point, Brett. But, uh, but, uh, I, it was, it was for me, it was just such a life changing experience. And then I got to see the Davis cup next year in the finals in Dallas. And that was kind of a whole nother experience. So, um, you know, from you to then getting to see Andre, it was, it was, it, it was, an amazing experience and it kind of set uh, what I wanted my, my North star to be uh, a little bit. You know, that, that was, uh, you know, back in the day when, when planes did fly over the stadium and, yeah. and uh, you know, now things have changed so much that, uh, you know, they've gone, you know, under roof and uh, they, they reroute the planes and, and everything. What, uh, what, what's your opinion of all that? Do you, you think that's uh, been good for tennis or how do you look at that? I feel like it would be uh yeah, I mean, business happens, um, and, and I don't think I actually don't think you get enough credit for. And I'm not pandering here. I would say this to uh, someone who asked me about it in line at a Starbucks. Um, you probably don't get enough credit for uh, launching uh, the crossover appeal entertainment side, and you know, you and and Mac and Nastasi. Uh, into, you know, Christy and Martina and, you know, kind of establishing those rivalries, uh, establishing uh, differences in personality. Um, and, and frankly, like all these, all these kind of uh, growth metrics associated with, with tennis, you know, I, I stumbled across something. It was last year. I think it was a, a top 10 endorsers in the United States in like 1985 or something. And six of them were tennis players. Hmm. So interesting for me, there was that there's actually as, as big as it's become, I actually think there's been uh, an opportunity of loss just based on uh, how we view success financially for tennis players. Obviously Roger's gone crazy. 
but even kind of the trickle down effect of, uh, you know, there, there's 50, 40 to 50 guys a year that make a major league baseball all-star team and they're considered, considered a certain level of success. Whereas, you know, watching in commentary, they treat someone who's 50 in the world. Uh, you know, they love, they love the word journeyman. And, mm-hmm. and, and for me, I, I just feel like we've kind of undersold, um, we've done well selling events. So whether it's us open, Wimbledon, uh, you know, obviously the slams have, 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 have done great. They've, you know, the facilities have, have been amazing, but I think we've actually understood how hard, uh, tennis is. And I think that's in large part due to, due to pretty lazy commentary and representation of people that aren't the top three or four in the world at a given moment. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Just bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win! Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if that team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code CONNORS and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code CONNORS, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, you know the you know you look at it and and uh, uh, tennis compared to all sports and and uh, the amount of money that's uh, that's in the you know that uh, you know the number seven eight nine guy on a basketball team makes or are. Um, football players or, or baseball players. And, and th- then you look at, you know, the, the tennis players. And once you get past what number 15, 20, you know, how, how things change, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, yeah. uh, with the, with the amount of money. So uh, is that, uh, is that something that should be addressed? Well, it should be, but it has to be addressed in the right way. Um, you know, we, we kind of are in uh, are, are in a world where saying it louder um, you know, it's sometimes, uh, heard more times than saying it's smarter. Um, you know, so, you know, if you look at just basically what goes back to the players, um, there was the last lockout for the NBA, uh, was because the NBA players, I think we're only getting only as they put it and sarcastically, we're only getting a 43% take of all of it. And compare that with that year at the U S open, I want to say it was 9% um, of, of, of going back to the players. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I do think that there needs to be uh, a little bit more representation, um, uh, of the players, you know, we're still the only major, um, sport, international sport without, without a players union, but I also think it has to be done right. I don't think it can be unorganized. I think 
You need to make sure that you have everybody behind you when you make an announcement. So it's not kind of half-hearted and then, and then, uh, and then forgotten. Um, I, I think if there is a unification of tours, it has to make sure that it makes sense uh, from a business perspective, um, which, which I, which I think it can. Um, but, but also I, I think one of the opportunities missed is, is just giving people a chance to miss it. You know, when you have events going on through, you know, early December, um, it, it's obviously been proven that when you have your stars in the game longer, it's a win for everyone, whether it's you win 91 at the U S open, people talk about that more than, uh, you know, m- 87% of people who have actually won slams and made runs uh, throughout the course of uh, the, the history of our sport. Andre uh, getting kind of the, the long goodbye in 06 and playing on and Roger still being in the game. Um, you know, you, you tell me that the focus shouldn't be on preserving uh, our champions. We don't have a home team. We don't have people who are going to come watch just because we exist in there's you know, in, in a certain uh, geography. So, I could go on for days about kind of what the improvements uh, should be. I think, uh, you know, specifically to the slams, I think they've done a pretty good job of growth and kind of being, uh, having a tip of the cap towards kind of the macro of the sports. And then as you kind of go down, it becomes more about, you know, how many, you know, the, the, the board council mm-hmm. itineraries are, mm-hmm. are how many players get into doubles, which services and, and stuff that really doesn't, affect the bottom line that much gets mm-hmm. 98% of the attention. So um, it, it's a little bit frustrating from, from the outside looking in, um, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It seems like there's been a bet made on division of opinions and, and languages, language barriers and different preferences on surfaces for, you know, the history of tennis. And it, it seems like that bet is, uh, is still winning. Yeah. So, I mean, sounds like, what do you think about what Djokovic is doing? It, it, it seems like what uh, what I noticed the U.S. Open, how hard they were willing to to work to put that event on, you know, with the thought that there's no fans, there's no concession, you know, they're losing out on such a big chunk of the revenue, and they're still willing to put it on. Doesn't that kind of prove that the players don't have the best deal, like you were saying, that they're <clears throat> that well, the cut of the pie? It, yeah. So there's 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 ideas in theory, and then like so announcing. You know Novak Djokovic talking about how talking about how their players aren't getting paid enough. Uh, the day before the only slam we've had during the pandemic, I would probably question the timing. Um, in order to make a move like this, a power move, you would need more than fifty uh, percent of uh, you know kind of people standing on the court with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if Roger and Rafa aren't with you, you have to realize there's going to be some negative blowback the next day. Um, there, there's, there's running into a fire, um, you know, that can be labeled as heroic. There's running into a fire with a hose to actually put the fire out, um, which I think is probably smarter. Um, not having a real good stock answer for the unification of tours uh, afterwards, which I think was a myth. Um, so kind of the, the rollout of it, I completely disagreed with. I've been on record saying that there should be some separate representation between players uh, in tournaments. Uh, I, I've said that ad nauseum for, for a long, long time, but uh, there also has to be, um, and maybe I've just learned this from, from kind of the business world since post-career, but there has to be uh, an actual action plan that you can execute. Um, you know, things aren't done with a Twitter hashtag and a photo op. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 needs, it needs to run a lot deeper than that. You can't say, 
oh gosh, we announced this thing. That's yeah. a win. That's, that's not a win. That's a starting point. And you might want to include women in it, you know, if, if, if you're going to go through all I the mean, trouble. Well, or at least be educated <laughs> on what that would take, you know, are, yeah. are the, are the business LLCs in the same place? What's the taxation policies? What contracts do we have in place? You know, what are the, what are the long-term contracts for the year end finals with the women? How do you separate those if they have a bigger one? You know, it, it's just, it, they're, they're so, and those are the first 10 seconds of questions that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. There just has to be a higher level uh, execution plan. And then, you know, it's not as easy as, Hey, we'll hire a lawyer. We'll pay him, you know, 10% of anything that's ever made. And then all of a sudden we have a union. That's, that's not the way it works. Yeah. But don't you, don't you think though, Andy has come from, it's kind of come from a good place. It just maybe just, I going, hope so. yeah, just going I, about I, it the wrong way. You think at the beginning? Yeah. But it, it, if you go about it the wrong way, all it does is delay the process another five years because people are fatigued on the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, good point. You know, if you don't get it right, then all of a sudden two years from now, it delegitimizes an actual movement. Like let's say Jimmy Connors wanted to do it two years from now and people are going to roll their eyes and be like, Oh yeah. You remember when Novak tried to do it? Or you remember, you yeah. know, what the rollout would look like. And that's not to say it's not dead. I mean, it's, you know, it's only this idea that he has is only a couple months old, but um, I, I just wish the rollout would have been a, a little bit more organized, you know, at, at a minimum, you ha- it can't be surprising to Rafa and Roger who are in front of their TVs, like at a, at a minimum, if you don't get unified with your most important contemporaries, you're, you're, you're just, you're going to be split the entire way. Yeah. What, what, what do you, uh, Rafa's one, th- <laughs> I got to laugh when I say this, he's won 13 French Opens, right? And, and, uh, and now he's tied with, uh, with Roger with 20 Grand Slams. Uh, for years, it's been uh, talked about uh, that Roger being the greatest of all time. And so now uh, with Rafa at 20, uh, Novak has uh, 17, 17 uh, yeah. and, and younger. So... What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, it, it, the, the talk about uh, the greatest of all time, uh, number one, is that possible to ever tell? And number two, is he the greatest uh, uh, even in his own era? Jeez. Well, it's the same conversation now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, I, I think just based on a number standpoint, um, you know, if, if we're putting a, a, a priority on, on slam titles, which most people seem to be, you know, in, in, a, in a general agreement with, you know, the, the era and all time kind of are almost the same conversation now. Um, mm. But here's like the way I see it is I, I get, I hate like when people want a one person answer because it's still living and breathing and growing and changing. It, it would be like handing out an Oscar for best film of the year, but no one lets you watch the last 20 minutes of those films. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense, but I will say, you know, and and I know it's like, okay, at the U S open, everyone was like, Oh, Novak. And then he got kicked out and you know, he's the best of all time, you know? And then for, you know, a decade before that people say, Oh, Roger. And then, you know, now it's Rafa. I I, I will say this, like at a certain point, like the numbers are going to dictate it. You know, we might like the way someone plays, you know, eras head to heads and fine. Um, I, I will say this though: if Novak is tied with, at least tied with Roger and Rafa, it's really, really, really tough to argue against his secondary stats past slams. Whether it's head to head against both of them, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he has a losing record against one person that he's ever played more than twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then you kind of go down for 
uh, week to number one, which is closing fast, Master Series titles, which is closing fast. Um, I'm assuming he'll start, you know, he'll, he'll make a run. I don't know that anyone's going to touch your, your, your number of all time wins, but like you, you start kind of going in those things. And I, I've kind of had my most contentious moments on tour. A lot of them with Novak, but the numbers don't lie. If he, if he's tied, you know, with Rafa and Roger at the end, I, I think he has probably the best resume. Hmm. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's got the time left. It's yeah. It's it's crazy to think all three of these guys came along at the same time. I mean, you know, pretty much. Well, I mean, I remember so, and I, I remember a lot of things about um, the '09 Wimbledon final. But one of the ones is like, okay, it was such a huge moment, and the reason that a lot of the eyeballs uh, were on that match wasn't because you know it was me and Roger again. It turned into a, a you know a, something of a spectacle, but it was because Roger was trying to pass Pete's record, and I, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone thought that uh, you know seven years after he got to 14, it, that record be, it would be eclipsed. And now it's been eclipsed two more times. I mean, in a very, very kind of short amount of time. Um, it, it, it really is. It, it is crazy. Um, and, and there have been great players with long careers, but the consistency from these guys has just been insane. Yeah, it's nuts, man. But, uh, okay, I want to bring it back to your time together. So when you guys got together, 2006 was the summer, right? It was right before Cincinnati, I think. Yeah. Right. And so you yeah. guys, you guys get together. You go Austin trained. Andy came out here to Santa Barbara and spent some time too. So you guys decide to work together. And then your first tournament is Cincinnati, and you guys win it. Can you guys talk about that? Yeah, I think I actually think it might have been. Uh, so I think after Santa Barbara, I, I think we were. I don't know that we had like announced anything. Um, maybe we. I don't know. In L.A. But I think was, that was in L.A., right? Uh, yeah, there wasn't like a circus, but I played Indy after um, Wimbledon and actually made final and lost to James, but actually like played well and was, was coming in a lot more and kind of was able to put into practice some of the stuff that we had – or sorry, put into matches some of the stuff that we had worked on in practice in Santa Barbara. Um, and it was kind of a full-on commitment of playing a game that was kind of new, um, you know, trying to push forward a little bit more and – and so that was kind of a win. Um, we were together in LA, I think publicly for the first time, um, I got hurt. And so then we kind of went to Austin, maybe retreated. I got healthy and we, we, we trained and then, uh, Cincinnati worked. I don't, I actually don't think you were at Cincinnati. I think it was I literally no, a, that's right. a, the first, the first four or five weeks, I think you were just watching the matches on TV. And I think you actually, if I remember correctly, I lost in the finals of India. I think you actually shot your television. Um, <laughs> if, uh, I, I think, Jeez, you're going you're to get me arrested. Well, you've been talking to mom. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it, it was kind of, it was fun. And so the, the, then all of a sudden we show up in New York and obviously that's Jimmy's, uh, you know, backyard where he has so much history. I all of a sudden am, 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 am relevant as far as like a contender again. And that was, that was just a blast. I mean, even the, even the practice week and there was a, you know, you could definitely tell there was kind of an energy around, uh, in the orbit around the two of us. Um, but it was, it was nice to see, uh, a different take and a different way to look at my game, um, working that quickly. Um, and, and so it was a, it was a really fun time. Yeah. Because I think it's interesting because it's the, the middle of the season, you know, it's the middle of the summer, it's the middle of the season. It's not like you guys decided, you know, in, into November, Hey, this off season, we're going to get together and spend six weeks, you know, like you did it on the fly, you know, mid season. I always thought that was really impressive. And, you know, talk about that. What was it like for, you know, you to see pretty much not instant, but 
fast success on your first coaching, you know, pupil? Well, the, the, I, I think, uh, the interesting thing more than, uh, more than, uh, the getting together was when, when, um, you know, what you, I'm, I was taking a, a, a grand slam champion, <laughs> you know, right. that, that, uh, there already was, uh, a US number Open, one, number one player in the world. So, uh, you know, what, what, what are the, what, what are the moves you make on, on, uh, to improve him. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not the foot long. It's the, you know, the, the millimeters of of the little things that you, you throw into, to try to improve his game or to, you know, to catch your opponents by surprise. And, and, uh, I, I remember, you know, once, so once we got through the U S open Andy and, and, uh, you, you played so well and, and made uh, the finals, made the finals of, of that U S open was a set all five all, I think with fed. Yeah. Cause I remember that because I was, I was watching from home and I think you went and said something to whoever was uh, the, you know, the court commentator, like something like you're having so much fun right now, so much freaking fun right now. (laughs) Andy said that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I always remember that, that we were, you know, set all five all, we were right there. And I always just, I always, if we ever talked, I wanted to ask you about if you remember that and what you were thinking. I mean, I honestly, like I, 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 it's funny how things can change so quickly. Um, You know, six weeks before that, or, you know, two months before that, whatever it was, I, I was, I was, uh, uh, a heavy anchor that was like thrown off ship. Right. Like I, I just, I was, I, it, it seems like it's so far, uh, like it was so far away. Um, but even like you're talking about millimeters, Jimmy mm-hmm. first round of Cincinnati, I am playing this guy, Daniel Bracciali, who is this Italian guy, kind of a shot maker. I'm down match point, and if I lose that point, I'm out of the top 20 in the world. And, you know, it, which was the intense because I, I made the finals, I think, at Cincinnati the year before. He mm-hmm. duffed, by, but nothing I did. He duffed uh, a forehand in the bottom of the net on match point, like short, like just completely gagged it. All of a sudden, there's a lifeline. All of a sudden, there's momentum. All of a sudden, there's this, like, feel-good mechanism working. Uh, I get another opportunity to try to you know, have soft arms on my backhand, make sure that I can have that because, you know, with the technical deficiency on my backhand, I can't actually use it to get forward or take it early. That fix it. You know, all of these little mind games you're playing, I get another chance. The next match, it feels better. All of a sudden, by the quarters, you feel good. And all of a sudden, by the U.S. Open, I'm like, wait, I, I kind of feel like I own this kind of new thing a, a, a little bit. And so you kind of take a step back and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're actually playing for U.S. Open title with a full stadium and you're not worried about, Oh, please don't miss this. But like, shit, let's, 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 let's give it a, let's roll the dice here. Let's see, uh, you know, see what happens. It was, it was, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're going to allow yourself to be, uh, down in the dumps and upset, then I think you have to have the allowance to be uh, appreciative of a moment also. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, the one thing about you, Andy, and, and, uh, I, 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 when people ask me about, you know, what it was like being with you and, and, uh, traveling and, and, uh, uh, being together. And, uh, I said, the one thing that you were not afraid of is that anytime I told you something that you weren't afraid to incorporate that in your game, that, that uh, no matter how small or, or, or what was said, the only thing you always told me was stay away from my serve. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, 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 and I, I, I never, underst- I never understood why, uh, you know, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, I think it's crazy because you guys start working together and he's, 
playing his first tournaments, doing these new tactics right. and these little yeah. new things, and he's and winning. Like, you know, he wins a Masters 1000, and, made, you know, he won 12 matches in a row there to get to the finals of the U.S. Open. And, uh, you know, just to think that you were tinkering, you know, most people tinker in the off season or yeah, I, but I, that's trust. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, I wasn't, I, I always, I, I hope I, this got through, through to him and I, I know it did because he, he, he wasn't afraid to try it. I wasn't going to tell him one thing that wasn't going to be good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was, I'm on his team. That's why I said, you know, I wanted him to win probably more than he did. You know, I'm for sure. I'm, I'm getting my thrill through watching him play. Yeah. You know, now I know what it felt like for my mom, <laughs> you know, yeah. to poncho. You know, in, in poncho to sit yeah. up there and, and have that feeling. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he trusted me, yeah. you know, which, you know, which to me was, you know, was what it was all about. And that was, you know, a beyond feeling that, that I knew that he felt like that. So I wasn't afraid, you know, to tell him little things. Yeah. And, and he, in turn, and, and you in turn though, Annie, you weren't afraid to tell me, I don't think that's going to work, you know, and, well, and, and, the, but that's what a good relationship was. Yeah. And there was, there was, um, it, it was, it was actually nice because normally like the, I mean, you hadn't been around the game in, in 15 years. Like you didn't, you didn't come in knowing any of the players. Um, you know, it's not as if, you know, I'm playing Christoph league in second round of Cincy and Jimmy's going, Oh yeah, I know this guy backwards. Like that wasn't <laughs> that, but it, but it was, it was great because I didn't need the scouting reports. Right. I didn't need, at this point I'd seen pretty much everyone, uh, who had played, you know, my, my, my problem wasn't, uh, you know, trying to figure out, you know, uh, tactically or fighting or effort. It was just like trying to like be good enough to like actually overcome, you know, overcome these things. Um, and, and so it was actually really nice because I think one of the reasons it worked, Brett, because we were, Jimmy was so focused in on, on, on what we thought my deficiencies were. It took over the practices where it was, you know, I, I think in my mind I was shadow boxing against Roger, even on the days when I wasn't playing him in 2006, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you're trying to fix for one person. And so it kind of have that shift to where, you're focusing inward and it's my back and let's get the arms a little closer to the body and let's, let's soften up the elbows. And then all of a sudden let's make sure at least we have a little bit of footwork going forward uh, on every shot. And that automatically fixes uh, the, the fact that you kind of drift backwards sometimes. So it, it was having like super intense focus on, on a few issues actually freed it up. And like once we got into the matches and I was playing X, Y, and Z, it was pretty obvious how you could take those new tools and, uh, and, and apply them. Um, you know, so it was, it was, it was, it was a bit of a perfect mix. You know, if I was going into my first year on tour and I didn't know anyone and there was, you know, I was worried about that. I think it would have been a little bit more challenging, but I think it was, I think it was the right mix. And the fact that, you know, Jimmy, it wasn't having to worry about Christian plus and how he played. It was, it was such a great, uh, uh, opportunity to be like super tunnel, uh, tunnel focus. And, and, and to me, that was, that was really fun. Yeah, I just it's fascinating just because you brought up Fed. And the reason I think it doesn't get enough attention is I saw a quote from Fed, I mean, years ago or something where someone asked him about it. Are you trying to new things in your game? And Fed said, you know, during the season, we don't really have time to work on things. You know, you work mm-hmm. on things in the off season, you know, kind of like you're just you do moving and you're playing and, you, you know, you don't want to tinker too much. So I just think that the fact that you guys, you know, right away, right off the bat, you know, we're working on new stuff and having immediate success is like you know, a pretty big deal, dude. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think there was probably an element of desperation uh, for me that that said really isn't super familiar with. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, I, think uh, I don't know that at that point, and it was it was pretty bad. Like for the first six months, I don't know that I had another option 
but to uh, to trust fall uh, into someone. I just think I, I was I was lucky enough to have, to have chosen the right person to fall into. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, you know, I I gotta ask, uh, I gotta ask you this, Andy. You know, uh, the amount of time, you know, from a young age when you first started and got into it and traveled the world and be, uh, U.S. Open champion, uh, number one in the world. I I gotta ask you, you know, uh, uh, not not I don't I don't want to know if you do it over again. I just want to know if you miss it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think you're allowed to. Uh, miss it and not want to do it over again. Um, you know, I, I don't think those are mutually exclusive. Everything that, everything, uh, that I have in my life currently is a direct, uh, result of, of tennis. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's relationships made, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a business meeting where someone's just curious to see, you know, why the hell you're in a space that has nothing to do with tennis. Um, you know, I, I don't know that my wife would have called me back had I not, you know, had, I, had, she not, had, had she not seen a press conference where I was, you know, being a smart ass, um, <laughs> you know, so it, it all, I have a, an amazing loyalty. I have an amazing appreciation, um, you know, kind of all the while not feeling like I need to be around it, uh, mm -hmm. all the time. And, 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 you know, I'm at the point where it, it doesn't dictate any day of my life now. Um, but I, I'm, I'm so thankful for it. I mean, imagine all of the relationships, uh, that you're able to make. Uh, so Jimmy, we didn't know each other before this, this summer of 2006 that we keep referencing, but we already have built in common ground, right? right. We knew that between those lines, you know, we knew we spoke the same language. Um, and, and so I, what I think that I, I think that is able to expedite the process, um, it, it's so much. And, 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 and that's just one example of, uh, of kind of a relationship made by tennis. So, uh, I absolutely miss it. Um, opening day Wimbledon every year. I, I watch people walk out and I feel jealous. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I think those feelings will actually, I'm, 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 I feel like my days are full and busy now. I think, uh, as, as time and life moves on a little bit more, I think those feelings will, uh, will, will, will even grow more. Do you feel the same? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I miss it every day. And, and uh, honestly, because uh, I look back and, you know, you, you said it right, that everything I have uh, then and now is, is, is from tennis. You know, my, yeah. my life today and, you know, with my family and, you know, uh, uh, where I live and how I live and, and uh, my friends that I have and, you know, the, the feeling of, you uh, uh, of competition and business and work ethic and discipline and sacrifice. And, you know, it's, it's funny what, what tennis gives you, uh, along the way, you know, it's, uh, even if you don't become the best player in the world and you just like to, to go and, and, and uh, try to get a better game. I mean, the life experiences that it teaches you is, is beyond. And, and, uh, you know, and I still, I still, Every day, you know, I say, geez, I, I did that back when I was training or back when I was in my, my teens trying to get better. And, you know, it's just it's just uh, great for life. But but I miss the one thing I miss most, uh, Andy, and, and, uh, and probably why I got into golf. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about this is I miss the competition. I miss going out there and being one on one against you or, or against whoever and and trying to figure out a way to win. And, and to and to and to get better, 
So, I mean, and, and that's, and that's kind of why I, I went to golf because it, it uh, once I couldn't play the tennis anymore like that, I had to figure out some way to get that same feeling. You, you, you get the same feeling out of golf. I love golf. Um, it, it, I, for me, it's more of a, uh, something that is kind of like process driven. Um, I, I think golf probably filled the, the relationship void um, that was gone when I retired from tennis. Um, you, you know, but as far as like the, the competition, I, I think that's done um, through, through uh, business ventures for me. Um, the competitive of the adrenaline of, of, of something hitting, getting an investment in something, having an investment work out, uh, the, the process of, of building something with other people, um, I think that's probably been my version of golf. Golf is probably, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, um, life looks like socially, uh, post career without it. Um, you know, talk about like that common ground and being able to spend four and a half hours, you know, with, with someone. And it, 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 it's been amazing for that. Um, but, but probably not, um, the, the, the competitive, uh, replacement um, that maybe you use it for. I think that's probably done in, in, in kind of other other mm-hmm. areas and endeavors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, going back to um, you know to, to uh, let's go back to 07 and and I hate to keep going back in the past. Yeah, right. it's it, cool. It, I, I, yeah, I always think of it. 07 is having a good uh, you know memory for us. You know because yeah. uh, we were going through a lot after that. You guys yeah. had the good run uh, in 06, kind of toward the end of the year, and then. Uh, you know, we, we had a little pers- personal stuff happen. You know, Grandma Glow got sick and she had been sick battling, you know, some stuff for a while and, and she passed away, you know, to start 07. Right. Yeah. A- and you guys were scheduled, I mean, you, you know, obviously to, down go, to, Australia. to go down to Australia and you're, you know, trained, I think, a couple of weeks before. And because of, you know, her passing, you got, you weren't able to go train. And I remember, you know, talking to Pops and we were, you know, discussing, you know, whether or not, you know, he's going to come and, you know, if he's going to go the, you know, the next day or two days or whatever. And I just remember us sitting there and just, we looked at each other and we said, you know, what would grandma want us to do? You yeah. know? And she, and we both looked at each other and said, let's go get on the fucking plane. Yeah. Well, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it's probably turned out to be the best thing for me, yeah. you know, also to, you know, to have an opportunity to kind of clear my mind a little bit. And, and, uh, I, I remember I was talking to Brad, Andy, we were flying, I think you played, um, Sanga. Uh, Sanga in the first round. And, and, uh, you know, we, we were, uh, we, we were saying, uh, well, we're going to, we're getting on the plane. We, uh, you know, in we had Sox- to race for your result, I think. Yeah. Like you, we were playing right before we got on the plane. So we were watching the score and I think you guys had like some crazy long tie break and, and you know, you went to five sets or something like that. And once we knew you won, you know, we, we were, we got on the plane and, and we're on our way down there. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was good, and 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 uh, you had you had a good tournament, and uh, I think uh, you, the week before too. Yeah, yeah, the remember? week before. That was I always remember that too. That uh, you you played Koo Young, I think, and you played Fed, and it was you know right after I think we we had just had the funeral, and you called you called pops, and I remember you saying you know yeah. I beat him, I you know I got him for you. Yeah, and I always remember that being you know that meant a lot to us, and you know we're always grateful for that memory. No, I, I remember because obviously you know. We're, it, it's this weird thing where I obviously uh, will never understand um, your relationship with your mother, Jimmy, but I was able to, to read enough about it to kind of know the importance of her. And do we have Jimmy Connors without her? The answer is absolutely not. Um, so without wanting to gosh, be too intrusive, um, it, you know, we were having those conversations. I said, Jimmy, you get, you, you tennis, 
use it if you can. And if, 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 if you just don't want to deal with it, then you don't deal with it. There, there, you know, there are moments that are so much more important than, than, uh, than tennis. But I do remember that, that, that draw coming out. And I, I think we had maybe talked about, you know, I'm going to come down, I'm going to try to be there by, you know, I forget it, second, third round or, or whatever it was. And I remember the draw comes out and it's like, or maybe the conversation was, Hey, if the second week comes, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll make a move then. And then in like you, you referenced, right. It was kind of a, a little bit up in the air. Um, and I remember, gosh, I think we had landed on the second week and then, you, uh, you know, the, 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 the talk that you just referenced in your, your living room where it's like, it's go time. Um, but I remember going to, I see the draw come out. It's like Sanga, I think Sappin third round. I think someone, I'm like, shit, I got I got some work to do. If Jimmy's going to be here by the second week. <laughs> yeah. You had a tough draw. You had yeah. Saffin, you had like, I think Anchich in there too. And he was like top 10 or something. Man, I was like, I was like, man, he, it, 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 all the conversations are maybe I'll come down by the second week. I'm like, yeah, man, maybe I'll still be here. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't be passing me in the air, son. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. coming down. You don't be doing that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a fun week. I mean, I remember that. Uh, it didn't end well. That was a tough one at the end, but, uh, you know, we, we ended up blowing off some steam and having some fun after that anyway. So I always remember that trip was, was really fun. Yeah, it was yeah, good. I think, I, think there was, I think there was some steam to be blown off for many reasons, uh, personally, professionally, and that was the only time that I had ever uh, needed an extra day to stay over to recover from right. the night of my loss. <laughs> so I actually ended up like punting on my flight to stay an entire extra day just to recover to fly again. Yeah. I yeah. still remember driving to the airport like two days, you know, whatever it was later with John and we're just like struggling still. Yeah, <laughs> It was worth it. It was worth it. Hey, listen, uh, you know, if you don't get hammered once in a while on the main stage, you don't learn, yeah. you know, so. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you about that. Cause I mean, you know, you, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know about that, yeah. you know, like getting to that, that, that match against the, you know, that maybe that one guy, the only other guy in the draw who can beat you, you know, like yeah. Mac, yeah. Mac in 85 or something like that. In the final of Wimbledon. Yeah, I mean that was over before I walked out there. Uh, you know, but but uh, but it's true. I mean, listen, you put your reputation on the line day after day after day, and you try to lift your game, you try to lift your your spirit, your attitude, and everything. And you know, sometimes you know, you just it just doesn't work. And and uh, the the other guys, uh, listen, I, I remember. Always being told the other guys out there are trying to do the same thing you are, and that's kick your ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and I think it's more how you handle that. And and you know, once, yeah. you, know, once you once you come off of that, you know, you say, hey, you know, that happened. Let's get down to work, right? Yeah, it it, 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 it you say that, and you know, I get the question all the time. You know, you know, what's going on with American men's tennis? And I I actually think there's a skill in taking it on the chin. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I don't know what my skill set was past serve. It was certainly a, a little hit or miss, but I, I was pretty good at like taking it, digesting it, obviously not being happy about it, but like getting back to work. Right. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was going to fight tooth and nail. I wasn't worried about what someone thought, you know, or, or, you know, if you came off, I, you know, I, there wasn't an excuse making mechanism when you walk up to court. And I, I feel like kind of that's, that's largely been missing. Um, you know, I want to see someone knock down, drag out. It's not going to work out every day, but, you know, see him two days later and say, well, gosh, let's get back to work. You know, I, I still have a job to do. I still have to punch in. I still have to put in the hours. And, uh, you know, I, if, if we all, uh, kind of had that ability, I'll, uh, 
uh, Jimmy Connors, I don't know that we would be in the, be in a, a, a grand slam recession here in the uh, in the U.S. on the men's side. But but, but Andy, why, why what what seems to be missing then uh, with uh, with this group? Uh, it, you know, why why don't we have any you know, U.S. champions in the men's? So because so the women's I, 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 women's game is good. They're tough. They're yeah, they're, they're 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 tough, and I think there's a you know culture is kind of a mix of, of the best of you, right? Like, you know, so you, 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 pass things down. There's healthy jealousy involved. I'm sure during your career, Mac won something. You're like, well, screw you. I want to win something. And I think kind of the best generations, uh, operate that way. Um, I, I hate to be the guy who is removed and, you know, the, the guy who walked uphill both ways to school. Um, you know, what I want is for it to absolutely kill someone, not get the result they want. And then, all while dealing with that emotion, also going back to work mm-hmm. and doing it again and being ready to take it on the chin again. And that might not work out again. Um, and, and so I, I don't want the apologist mentality. I don't want, uh, you know, the thing where, Oh man, I, I didn't even try the second set. Like that's not an excuse. That's like a, that's a, that's a, that's a mark on your character. Right. You know <laughs> No. You know, that, that's not a, that's not a thing. Like I, you know, uh, I wasn't in, like not being in shape. Mm. Being in shape is a choice. Like that's not a, that's not a skill. Yeah. That's a choice. Um, and, and so all kind of, I, I, all of those things are, are something that I can see from the sidelines. I, I hope I'm wrong um, with those assumptions. I would love to be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, at this point, I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I would be happy not to be the answer to a trivia question. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I don't know the answer because I'm not close enough with, uh, with, with the guys to, to actually know how they tick, but you would hope that they treat it like a job, put their hard hat on, uh, pack a lunch for a long day, and if that doesn't work out, go through the same process again the next day. You, you would hope that that's the case. Yeah. Well, speaking of guys who, you know, put, put their hard hat on and go to work, I just want to get just a little bit of your take on the current game and stuff like that with the French open just ended. I mean, Nadal 13 titles, you know, a little bit about it. Do you think he was extra pissed because of all the ball stuff? You know, the, they were saying the ball, they had changed it from Babylon to Wilson, I think. And, you know, it was supposed to be heavier for the conditions. What do you think about his continued dominance there and just and, and the, the regular state of the game? Because I think you were one of those guys who crossed over multiple generations you know you were there kind of at the end yeah. of pete and, and and andre and then the beginning of fed and then you're there for you know 10 11 years of that and then you start then you're there beginning a joker and a doll and everybody like that so what do you think yeah I, you know it, it's funny like i envy um actually rafa and your dad actually remind me a lot of each other because i i envy the simplicity of of with the lens that they're able to view a given match, like balls, whatever it is, you're going to roll it out there and you're going to roll the dice and it's going to be go time where you're not going to let the fact that the balls don't suit you occupy too much of your mind space, right? Like Rafa's going to go out. He's going to do what Rafa does. He's going to compete. He's going to be a complete pain in the ass. He's going to be physically dominant. Uh, couple that with uh, an extremely uh, underrated uh, tennis IQ uh, skill set, you know, we all think of the big forehand and the spin and the trajectory. We don't see how he pitches the ball game with a serve. We never talk about uh, his heel, the fact that he's developed a slice to change directions to get at the person's backhand more often. Um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, I notice when I see he, he slides when he has to, unlike most clay, people who are deemed clay quarters slide all the time, regardless of if it's beneficial for the shot that's being hit. Hmm. Um, he, he's, just, he, he's just an animal and he's still 
you know, takes every single match seriously. There's no entitlement to him. You know, 13 French Opens later, if you were to ask him going to the tournament, are you the favorite? There would have been no false bravado. He would have been like, well, I'm one of the favorites. You know, Novak's playing great. This person's great. Team play. And he, I think, I actually believe that he would mean it. <laughs> he mm-hmm. told, I don't think it's this. And, and it's almost like he draws strength from humility. And, you know, props to him now. I mean, I, it's uh, it's phenomenal. You, you you can't throw up winning something thirteen times, then make it a grand slam. That's just like that's like video game. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just I, I have all the respect in the world for for Rafa, um, but also like he's just he's like a kind, good human. Like yeah. he's just a he, he's a, he's never disrespectful. You know, you, you he's just I, I don't know. I, I could I could go on for days, but I got. Yeah. I have uh, nothing bad to say about Rafa. He's earned what he's gotten, and uh, I, I hope we can keep him healthy for, you know, for three or four more years. Yeah, he's certainly great for the game. But I, I always said, Andy, he plays like he's broke. You know that. Uh, that's a great. That's an absolutely great way to put it. Yeah, that he goes out there every time, and it's like his yep. first time. You know that uh, yep. he's got a he's got his make his make his reputation every time he goes out there, and and you know I I love seeing that. I mean from the. Yeah, you know, the very first time when they uh, choose sides, he runs back there and he's he's got enthusiasm, he's got excitement, he's you know he's got himself, he's trying to get himself rolling, and you know that's a lot of guys. It's just I I just don't see that in a lot of the guys, and and uh, you know you you won in '03 the U.S. Open, and we it's been dry yeah. for for yeah. U.S. since then on the men and on the men's side, uh, and uh, you know I can. Uh... I can tell you one more thing. I guarantee you Rafa Nadal doesn't care about what his Instagram following is. No. No. <laughs> That's no. what, yeah. That's what I, would, I, don't think he, I don't I don't think he cares about a haircut. I don't think he cares about Instagram following. I don't think he's ever thought about what he's going to make if he wins another round. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I, I, I think it's a suit and it just, there's, there's a value in the simplicity and, in the way he operates. Yeah. We, we were saying that we're making, talking about somebody's Twitter bio and, you know, some people try and put 15 different things that they're doing in their Twitter bio, you know, almost like, you know, if you're doing that many things, they're going to already going to know it anyway. I don't think Rafa puts, you know, 13 time grand slam champion in his Twitter bio. <laughs> no, well, I, had a, I had a good friend of mine uh, one time and I'll, I'll save the long winded story, but uh, you know, hyper successful guy, but also someone asked him a question and his answer was, completely undersold what he actually did for a living. And uh, I asked him about it later on. He goes, well, you know what? He goes, it's just cooler when someone else says it for you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was, I thought that was, I thought that was clever. That's funny. That's funny, dude. And then what, one, I just, I don't want to keep you too long. Just got a few more. What do you think about fed? Fed taking the year off, you know, I, I was talking to Pops about it and he said, you know, it's going to be interesting because when you take a year off at that age, it's almost like taking like two years off. You know, because you, know, you got to come back and it takes a little longer. You don't recover and, and all that stuff. But match competition, yeah, competition your way. But I mean, everyone knows Fed's a like superhuman dude. You know, he's probably going to come back. I just wanted to get your take. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, listen, you, I, I think I don't think about the choice. Um, I know he had one knee surgery and I know I think there was another one, uh, another kind of cleanup. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do, we do forget, like, he's not the guy, you know, Rafa needs reps going in, right? Normally, um, mm-hmm. he's, he's actually gotten way better at that later in his career. Um, he, but he used to be the best when he would have two or three, four events going into, uh, a French Open. He's, he's kind of since 
learn the ability to, to pace himself. But, you know, I, I think it's more along the lines of, you know, what is uh, Roger's foot speed going to be um, um, when he comes back? Um, I, I think he's probably, you know, half a step, step slower, I think, uh, in his prime, I, I think he was probably the best defensive player in the world as well as the best offensive player uh, in the world. And now I think, you know, I, I don't know that he's close to the best defensive player in the world. He's adjusted um, by just saying, hey, listen, I'm not actually going to stay back in rallies. I'm going to, you know, attack in the first three or four balls. And I think that's the version we've been seeing for the past three or four years. Um, but he did come out. I mean, he missed the, the second half of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, hadn't played a, 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 a match point. Um, a tournament point uh, between Wimbledon 16 and Aussie Open 17 and went in and ran it um, and and won it. So at this point, I don't think the conversation is as much about reps with him specifically. Uh, I I think it's going to be around health and, and, and movement. Um, You know, as as the court extends, as people get more physical, um, is he able to kind of dig in and get in and out of the corners um, like he has been able to throughout his career? I think, I think that's, that's what I'll, that's what I would look for. Do you, do you think uh, uh, team team won the U.S. Open? He beat uh, Zarev in the finals in five sets. Uh, do you do you think that it's the the young guys now, the teams, the Zarevs, uh, Sitsipas, Zarev. the Zarev? <laughs> Zarev, yeah. What did I say? It's all right, oh, Zarev. Oh, Zarev, him too. <laughs> so uh, and and uh, the young guys, uh, they're 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 waiting uh, in the wings to to come in and, and take over. Uh, what do you think of that? Don't you think it's time for them to, you know, try to step up and and move these guys aside, or, or do you think the the top three are just that good that they're not ready to move yet? I think they're that good. Um, I think you can, you know, I, again, I just don't think it's a choice. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of proven. I remember uh, in Dominic Team's press conference after the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Um, he said, uh, well, you know, they, they made a reference to Rafa and Roger not being there and Novak getting kicked out. And he goes, well, you know what? The best two players in the world are in the final. Mm. And I was amazed that he could actually <laughs> yeah, say it with a I straight know. face. Yeah. That was funny. Well, yeah, well, I mean, um, it, it does have I that was, feel. Where there... wait... Sorry, dude, go ahead. Well, I, I was waiting for him to, to smile afterwards or like that. And he didn't. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe like the, the mental acrobatics are actually pretty impressive. Maybe he does, you know, maybe he does believe it. He fooled me. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they have to stop at some point, but gosh, I, you know, when Rafa was, was 19, I was like, gosh, this guy would be lucky to play until he's 26. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember all that. Everything, his body's going to break down. He plays too hard. And yeah. You probably heard some of that too. in early in your career. Yeah. But you know, he, he has been hurt along the way. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he had to pull out of a number yeah. of turn, a number of grand slam tournaments uh, because of injuries or over his career. And, and, uh, <laughs> you know, but he's, he's certainly, uh, uh, what, whatever he's, he's doing, he, and I, and I, I think Andy said it right that, you know, he's learned along the way how to pace himself, mm-hmm. you know, a little better. So he just doesn't wear himself down and beat himself up so hard over, a long period of time. I will. I will also say he's done a very good job of creating a, a home game for himself. I will. I, I would be curious on the stat. Uh, and, and Brett, maybe this is your area of uh, of the the tournaments that he's uh, pulled out of in his career, either not gone to and or retired from. What percentage of those were on clay? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. probably not many. <laughs> like maybe maybe three percent. He's become very good at pacing himself, and I think Roger actually set precedent on 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 how to do that very well. But 
that's going to add uh, years and titles to his career. Yeah, definitely for sure. But it does have a little bit of the feel where like the younger generations almost almost just like waiting. I mean, I know that it's on another level. There's so much better, but it was like, like you said, it's Zverev. He almost has that like attitude where he's entitled to it, you know, or he's like, he yeah. beat, beat fed last year and he turned and he's, you know, it's, it's my fucking time now he says, you know, but then he doesn't win the tournament, you know? So it's just like, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess it's uh, they, they're. I, I'll tell you one thing. One thing I know with certainty, cause I don't know those guys very well, but uh, the top three are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One, uh, one thing too, that's been in the news, a uh, buddy of ours, Sam Query has been doing his best James Bond impression. Have you seen, have you seen this story about escaping, <laughs> I, I, escaping I, I, Russia and then getting the fam out of there? Have you any thoughts on that? I got robbed by a police officer in Moscow one time. So I can't, I'm, I'm not super <laughs> upset about his, uh, his wanting to get out of there and not quarantine. Yeah. Um, and, that, and, that's, and that's not a joke. That's a, that's actually true. But I, I would say if, if I, if, if Sam called me today and said, what do you think? I would say, I think you should probably not take your family to Moscow yeah. during, uh, during a, pan, during a pandemic. Um, <laughs> I would say that, that might've been, uh, that might've been better played as a solo week. Yeah, for sure. But wait, back up. You got robbed by a policeman in, in Moscow. You got to tell that story now. <laughs> I'll do a real, I'll do a real quick, okay. uh, quick, quick story. So, we land, uh, we land for Davis Cup. Uh, I normally made a habit of, I, it was actually while we were working, it was, it was 06, Jimmy. It was right after the US Open. Um, I walked down the street just to get a, I get a bunch of like big waters, like a little supermarket. Um, the place is probably four blocks away from the hotel, kind of walking. I'm three blocks away, and a, a guy comes up to me and he goes, uh, passport. I said, well, I don't, I don't, I have ID, I have my license, but I'm passport's in the, you know, safe in the hotel. He goes, how much cash do you have on you? And I said, uh, I don't know, four, four or five hundred bucks. He goes, all right, give me the cash. You're going to jail. I'm like, okay, well that, that seems like a pretty easy decision to me. Um, <laughs> always a, a so, scary uh, question from a stranger, how much cash you have on you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was a, he was either a police officer or he was masquerading as a police officer. I said, Hey, listen, can we, can I give it to you right in front of the hotel? Just cause there's like openness and witness. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah, he's like, he didn't, he didn't really care about where it happened. Um, so, uh, so that was that. I got robbed by a police officer, police officer in Moscow. Have you been back? That's what I want. <laughs> Never. Never. No. No. <laughs> the, the, next, the next time I go back is too soon. Yeah. All right. The last thing I just want to wrap up. Thank you so much for your time here on Advantage Connors. But one thing I wanted to see was out of everything you guys did together, been friends now 15 years and your time working together, what was the main, what was the one big thing you took away in your time working together? I think we were... Jimmy, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but we were at Shadow Creek like four years ago for, you were gracious enough to come uh, help with an event we were doing for, for our foundation. I feel like we were six down after six in the golf match and came back and won. That was a big, that was a big moment for us, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, that was probably the, uh, the major, yeah. uh, you, you know, but yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, uh rolled him over we, six we down. Had, Damn. We, yeah. We, we had to, you know, let him get that little confidence early on. Sandbagging. You know? <laughs> it was sandbagging. Well, they, uh, they, uh, they got it. You know what it is? I, without being melodramatic, I, I think, I hope I say this the right way. There are, there are relationships that need maintenance, that need uh, time spent, um, that need, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know there's, there's a little bit of drama with them. I, I, I'd like to think Jimmy and I, uh, we aren't the people that need to speak uh, every week. Um, but, uh, you know, if, 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 if you all ever needed anything, if your house was burning down, I hope, you know, I would do anything. I know, 
uh, that, that exists the other way. Um, you know, that it, it doesn't have to be spoken, uh, all the time. So, um, beyond anything to do with tennis, I just think kind of uh, a trusting, knowing, uh, friendship is, uh, is a huge takeaway. Um, you know, especially considering, you know, it, it wasn't as if we were, uh, we worked together for, you know, 20 years. So these feelings aren't because of time spent. It's because of the quality of the time spent. Couldn't have said it any better myself, son. That's, uh, that's about as good as it gets that, uh, you know, after, after all these years and the time we spent together that we're still buddies, <laughs> you know, that, uh, yeah. and, and you said it right, you know, we don't have to call every day, but we pick up right where we left off. And, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that to me is a real friendship right there. Yeah. That's worth more than anything on a tennis court. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Andy, you've been unbelievable, son. I, I know you've got uh, you've got your your wife Brooke and your kids Stevie and and Hank there, and and uh, you, you're uh, you're you're looking after them and take care of them. But you've been more than kind to spend this time with us on Advantage Connors, and uh, you know you you're welcome anytime. But uh, but work on your golf game. I'm uh, I need a shot or two, but I'm I'm, I'm coming after you. No, you need a tee box or two. You don't need a shot. You need a tee box or two. Then we play even. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on. Love you guys. I'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Thanks, See you man. Soon. Shout thanks out to it. Dougie right, and, and your brother, man. Give the fam the best. Uh, love you, too. We'll talk right, to you sure soon. Will. See ya. I right, sure will. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.